Hello, everybody. Ella J here on behalf of WrestleZone. And today I'm joined by the international pop sensation, Becca. So how are you doing today? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me on the pod. Of course, I am so excited to chat with you today. You have literally been doing so much, but I wanted to start off talking about a recent announcement that you had for the Beckinators. Obviously, (laughs) you will be returning to Europe and the UK for another international tour in March 2023. So how have you been preparing or anticipating for this go, this kind of third go around, I believe, on the continent? Yeah, I'm really excited. I have made a lot of connections out there and um there's a lot of like women on the scene there now that weren't there last time I was there so uh, I'm really hoping I get a chance to work with some of them um but yeah it's it's March 1st through 12th um I'll be around Europe UK um if any promoters are listening feel free to email me about specifics um but yeah I'm really I'm really excited yeah, and obviously, if if your last two tours were indicative of anything, you were pretty successful as you racked up appearances in like England, Spain, and Germany, to name a few. So what have been some of your most memorable or fondest memories so far during your travels abroad? Oh my gosh, yeah. my So yeah, my first tour obviously cut short yes. very quickly by my injury. Um, So my second tour, I consider to be like my first one, okay. basically. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was way, it was beyond my wildest dreams, just, like, such a great experience. Um, I think, like, one of my favorite experiences was being in Barcelona with um, Nightshade. Um, I love that girl, part of Sanitarium. I love her. Oh, my God. She's incredible. I want to wrestle her in singles very badly, Um, but it was just absolute blast. Um, The match is super fun. Um, just RCW in Spain, uh, just such a great locker room, such a great promotion. Um, so the crowd was also fantastic. Like it was really cool. We're wrestling in Barcelona, but people had flown from all over Europe just to see the show, uh, which was just a really cool experience. And actually, I had one of my um, one of my friends was actually uh, in Barcelona with his wife, um, and so they actually got to come see me wrestle for the first time even though he lives like in you know realistically only a few hours away from me in the u.s he wrestled saw me wrestle for the first time in in barcelona it was just surreal and fun and it was just great um so that was definitely and quite an experience um wrestle carnival was also a highlight i mean another great promotion yeah that uh i feel like does such a great job of booking women in such a variety of roles, which I really like. Like they, you know, there's just a lot of women booked on the card, period. And um just doing a, different types of matches and stuff. But it's just a really cool place to be. Uh and then yeah, WXW is just fantastic. Training there was great, meeting everyone. Um and yeah, I did you know, being in Germany was was just like really cool as well. Um, so all of it was really, yeah, like I said, beyond my wildest dreams, truly, truly a great experience. Uh, I can't wait to go back. Really had such a great time. Uh, excited to, you know, eat some of the food over there that I've been missing and training with some people and, and all of that. So 
Now, I've never been abroad, so please enlighten me on some of the foods that you are craving or that you got to experience <laughs> over there. Oh, my God. I I feel like, you know, everyone's different. So people yeah. like different things. Um, I really liked the McDonald's in Germany. Um, I know that's kind of a weird thing to say, but they had like a vegan burger, which was like really good um so yeah i was definitely have to hit up mcdonald's german mcdonald's i also loved the um the dunkin donuts in germany just had donuts like it was like they there was no mean, you've around. talked about like, your love for donuts before yes donuts. <laughs> yeah and like a ton of them like it was a like, great um so yeah love that as well i also like uh i feel like this is something very specific to Europe, but they have these little like to-go espresso drinks that are like cold that are like really low calorie and have a, a lot of protein in them. And I have not been able to find anything similar in the U.S. Like maybe something like they'll have like something kind of similar, yeah. but nothing compared to like <clears throat> the amount of protein, the calories, the taste, like all of it is just top notch. So and that was like across Europe. Everywhere I went, they had those. So, um, yeah, th- those are so good to have in the morning. And, oh, man, this is so, so much good stuff. I can't wait. Interesting. It is. It is almost like dinner time here. So you're making me hungry. I'm I. Oh. No, no, no. You're good. I'm fine. It's fine. I'm just I oh, man, that sounds really good. And honestly, I hope to make it over there myself one day. But I'm like also curious too. I mean, from your prior experiences, was there like any sense of culture shock or like noticeable differences? I mean, food, of course, that you encountered between the states and Europe. I mean, like definitely, I would have to like think. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I was there, it was probably a lot more apparent. Um, I can't think of stuff right off the bat. I feel like I had my first, my first like abroad experience um, was in college and it was the first time I had ever been abroad and I went to South Korea and it was like, I was like so unprepared and the culture shock I experienced there was like so extreme and I loved it. I love South Korea. Can't wait to go back. But I think after that, like nothing really compares. So I feel like I'm not really phased too much anymore just because like, I feel like, yeah, nothing was really, like, to that extreme. Um, but, yeah, I can't think of anything off of that. You're I'm sure being- when I was there, there was a million things. I mean, it was, like, small things. Yeah. Like, they don't put ice in the water, like, when you order, like, a water. You know, that um, saves a lot of, like, space in there, actually, because if you think about it, it's mainly ice in our stuff here in the States, more than yeah, the drink. So it's, like, not, it's, like, lukewarm. <laughs> But yeah. also they don't give you water. Like you have to ask for it. And if you mm-hmm. don't specify that's tap water, they'll give you like a bottle of water and charge you. Um Interesting. so yeah, that that's different. Um I don't yeah, I can't think of anything. It's okay. There's no AC, that's weird. You're just kind of used to it. You're that international um world traveled pop star, so like I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but you mentioned obviously Nightshade is one. I I love that girl dearly. But oh, I mean, this go around. Are there other certain competitors in the European scene that you're kind of hoping to get the chance to work with? Yes, um, one hundred percent. I mean, um, Millie McKenzie. I oh just God. like 
right? Nina Samuels as well, just to they were just in Japan too. Yeah. Awesome. Um yeah, there's I mean, there's a lot. Harley Hudson, I've seen some of her stuff. She's she's really cool. Um and yeah, Nightshade, um Sky Smithson. Uh there's just so many. Honestly, like the UK just so many awesome women. Um yeah, I, I would I would love to wrestle any of them. Well, so. if there's any promoters out there and they need to <laughs> book all of these matches while you're there for twelve days, March you said March first through twelfth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, well, somebody's got to book at least some of these for this. <laughs> book the international pop stars, but obviously you had those amazing opportunities coming up. Um, but you've also had some really cool opportunities uh, just very recently, too, that kind of aired back-to-back nights, obviously, with WWE on Raw. And then AEW Dark, that broadcasted the day after on that Tuesday. So before we get more into those in depth, how how have those been experiences made you feel and kind of seeing yourself on that grander scale, like back to back pretty much? It was wild. I was not expecting that. And it was really cool. Um, yeah, I was just say unexpected. Um, but yeah, kind of like a cool moment of just like reminding myself of like, just how cool it is to be a wrestler and to be doing what i'm doing so yeah yeah. and obviously you made that appearance on monday night raw spotted you right away it was a little bit different you weren't in the ring but you were (laughs) lending your hand to jbl's poker invitational as the card dealer and you're kind of spiffy i saw you there in kind of the dark red maroon there i saw you there (laughs) so can you tell us more about that experience for you it was a great experience. I mean, um, to be involved in the production like that. Um, yeah, it was wild. It was really a great time. Um, yeah, like a informative experience, you know, seeing how everything works there and gets put together. It was just great. Um, but also, yeah, just like a lot of fun. I feel like, too, it definitely you weren't wrestling, but you were still around a lot of people who were seasoned veterans and producers, too, and obviously said it was a really informative experience. So were you able to kind of pick anyone's brain for advice or what are some of the things that you that you think that you learned there that really helped you? Um. Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I think one thing is just like, like, always being prepared and um like there was just people there who you know didn't know you know necessarily didn't have a lot of like time to prepare and were just thrown into it and just you know just the professionalism that which with which everyone carried themselves was just um incredible but also just like you know as as an extra just being there and being ready to just jump in and do whatever needs to be done um just like having that experience and learning that was was really cool so but obviously i feel like you've definitely undoubtedly risen to be one of the best and most most basically popular professional wrestlers of today but it didn't exactly kind of start out that way that way for you as you were kind of 
you pulled together your debut match and just a couple months later obviously the pandemic put a halt on a lot of things so i mean things were kind of paused at that time before you could even really truly get a start on it so how did you kind of regain your traction or kind of find that momentum to keep moving forward physically mentally and obviously character wise in wrestling um yeah i think well i think for me with the pandemic it felt like i didn't have much of a choice other than to just keep doing stuff because nobody knew who i was i think if i had more of a platform then it might have been easier for me to just kind of like kick back for a little bit which i don't think there's anything wrong with that either like lots of people took time off and i think that that's great you know like everyone is just doing what they're doing um i don't think there was like a right or wrong thing to be doing during the pandemic but i think when you don't have a platform at all and it feels like oh god like if i don't do this now like when is it going to happen there's just more urgency so i think that kind of really pushed me during that time to um to really just jump at every opportunity that i possibly could because there weren't a lot of opportunities during that time um and then from there um I think in terms of, like, character development, it's, some of it I would say is, like, just me reacting, well, most of it, just me reacting to, like, who I am or, like, what I'm feeling at the moment. Um, I think, like, for me, I I knew I wanted to do the pop star thing for a while, um, and I think there's just a little bit of a rough transition period for me from the scrunchy girl to being the pop star. Um I think most of that was just like my own mental blocks um and uh I think just like pushing through that was just trial and error trying stuff out seeing what felt like me what didn't feel like me um and I'm still doing that literally every show I'm like I'm gonna try this gear out let's see how it feels and you know do I do I feel comfortable in it do I love it do I hate it do I you know what I mean just every match just um figuring that out more and more and I think like it's been really fun because I think the place I work certain promotions very regularly yeah and I I'm so grateful to be able to do that because I think when I do this trial and error stuff it's almost like the crowd is kind of trying it out with me and I think I can it can be kind of a fun experience for everyone um you know I've just like heard from fans and stuff like oh like we never know what you're gonna show up in or like you know like it's kind of a part of the whole experience is like what's Becca gonna wear what's Becca gonna do like you know am I gonna be a little you know more rude today am I gonna be nice today like you just have to find out like not find out too like we'll see so I think that like just all of that it's just kind of like both come naturally but also it's like listening to yourself like your voice inside and also listening to what other people are saying and taking their feedback in but um mostly just my own inner voice I think that's a true testament to like you've obviously progressed from like basic Becca to like the leader of the scrunchy squad slash visco girl to now with this more bold pop star confident very versatile 
competitor in your presentation, but you kind of said that you knew for a while that you wanted to embody this pop star. So when did you actually, when did you know or configure this idea that you wanted to be this pop star? Was it kind of from the beginning or was it kind of during this trial experimental phase, like kind of during basic Becca, when did you know basically that you wanted to do something different? I would say starting about a year ago, maybe a little over a year ago, which is crazy because I feel like it hasn't really clicked. Until when you dropped recently. the basic. Yeah. Yeah. So I dropped the basic like maybe two years ago. Yeah. It was, it was like pr- not too long after I started wrestling that I dropped the basic. And then I was just Becca, mm-hmm. just B E C C A. And then when I made my first song, I think um that was kind of like oh I want to do something different with the name because I want it to be like like I'm an internet artist like an internet musician um so that's kind of where that started and then I think it was you know maybe like a year after that that I was like made my second song and I was like I really like this I think you know should keep going with this and uh kind of like embody it it more um it had have that kind of be my whole thing and I think like as, as I've kind of delved more into the music that has also just kind of like really resonated with me more um and I think too just um get you know when I first started to uh tag with Alec at, at beyond yeah um I got to really show a different side of me than people had really seen before um, and I felt like I was being two different people, um, where I was, who I was at beyond wrestling when I was with him was someone very different than who was showing up to Limitless Wrestling. And I think seeing that difference in myself, it just didn't feel right. Like I, I, I want, it didn't feel natural. And I felt like I was forcing myself to be something that I, that I wasn't. So, um, I think, like, that was really when I realized I wanted to do the pop star thing because I just, it just kind of clicked, like, uh, this, this is how I'm going to be myself everywhere is by, you know, leaning into the music, leaning into this kind of presentation that I felt like was clicking with me more and, um, figuring out how to do that in front of audiences that weren't necessarily used to it. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been a bit of time. Yeah. I mean, you obviously, I feel like too early on in your career, I mean, you're, you're been open to people reinvent themselves all the time. You know, it's kind of the creative freedom that the independent scene allows. You're not really like contractually obligated to do this necessarily. Obviously you're, you have more freedom to do that. And I feel like you obviously portray this very popular, and bold pop star and but sometimes you've said before that you think you have too much confidence in yourself well other times you feel that you have not enough so how have you been able to kind of find that balance in between both kind of opposite ends of the spectrum i'm so curious when we when did we talk last was it about uh, a year ago january early the early this year late january okay so like pretty close to a year ago because that that is exactly how i felt like a year ago yeah i felt like sometimes i was too you know 
whatever. And sometimes I, I was not enough. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's kind of exactly what I'm saying. Just like feeling that difference um, and realizing that's not right. Um, and uh, yeah, I think too, just like not being afraid to try stuff. I'm definitely like, there's been times like since we last talked, that I have worn a gear or like come out to a muse to music or like done something in the ring that afterwards I was like, eh, never again. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, and I think just like not being afraid of doing that because that's kind of how I think I've figured out. Yeah, what I mean, I'm doing right now, which I really like. All of I I feel. I love what I'm doing right now. I love what you're doing now, too. And obviously, <laughs> honestly, like, I, I mean, maybe it's just because you also convey, like, a confidence that I, like, aspired to have. I mean, you're, uh, yeah, it, over. you can be whatever you want. You're, like, this over-the-top, bold, but also versatile. Like, there's so many different facets to this kind of international pop star. You can be as dramatic as you want to be, or you can be toned down. And kind of like you said, it's kind of this experimental freedom that you have, at least being open to trying new things. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I feel like that's kind of the, the fun in it, kind of looking back. You see what works and what you feel comfortable in and what you don't, which I think lends itself to the success that you had. But you know, you also mentioned earlier, obviously you sustained an injury that kept you out for a little bit earlier this year. So during that time, it gave you a lot of time to really think about what you want to accomplish in wrestling. And obviously you've had time to refocus since then. So what do you hope to accomplish personally and professionally in the upcoming new year then? Oh yeah, that's, um, that's a really good question. I mean, yeah, I, I think, you know, one of my goals was to go back to Europe and, and the UK. And so that. I have plans to do that. Um, and honestly, that's part of like a larger agenda that I have to wrestle in Japan. Um, so that's some someplace I'd really love to go, especially now there's some really talented women from the US going over there. Um, it's awesome to see and inspiring me to, you know, try to get there too. Um so yeah, that's definitely something that I would love to do. I am also working on um, an album right now. Yes. Uh, so I, right now I've just released singles. So I am working on that. Uh, it's a lot of work. <laughs> uh, and yeah. So I, yeah, I'm working on that. Um, I have started working on like a music video. Um, both of those hoping to get released in 2023 really excited about that um i think in terms of uh the independence in the united states i've you know been receiving some opportunities lately to debut places i just debuted for expect the unexpected in new jersey uh, it was really cool i i want to like keep the debuts coming like i'd really love to work in the south um there's some, some awesome women down there um texas you know, Vegas, California, like just lots of places all over the U.S. that I, I'd like to um, like to work for and women that I'd like to wrestle. Um, and then just, yeah, I think increasing my uh, presence here in the Northeast as well. Uh, I'm really fortunate to to be booked a lot in the Northeast um, and some there's, you know, a lot of good stuff in the works yeah. right now, and I just want to keep it going, you know? 
You know what's crazy is I think your stock is so high in the Northeast that it's like, what else can you even do? I mean, you've been in beyond limitless, uh, chaotic. Obviously, you just said New Jersey. Like, honestly, I feel like you are one of the staples of the Northeast at this point. So it's also like, what else can she do? So I'm really looking forward to that. And we have a thing called a watch list feature here on WrestleZone. So, I mean, kind of over the last couple of years, as obviously, I mean, your three-year anniversary is coming up like next month, which is crazy, honestly. But honestly, what has been a certain match or moment of yours that you feel really proud in and why? Yeah, I, um, there's, there's a few recent ones. Um, I think my most recent match at Limitless with Kylie Ray uh, was a really special one. She's somebody that I I watched her matches when I was just training, and I like first of all I couldn't believe I was even like in the ring with her. Like, told me like three years ago that this match was happening. I would be like, no, mm-hmm. not real. Um, so just like being there felt like an accomplishment. Um. And then the match itself was just so much fun. And I think that, like, being able to uh, work with someone, like, who... I think Kylie Ray is, like, the best. So do I. (laughs) The best. Uh, Being able to work with someone like that and, um, you know, feel like I held my own in the ring, you know, really. Um, and, And just, like, to have fun with it. That's that was like another kind of milestone for me because I think you know I can get stressed out sometimes when I'm working with like a name like Kylie Ray. But like it was so much fun. It was really great, and that was a an accomplishment for me. Um, and I think like the crowd really had fun with it too. So I I think that was like something I'm really proud of. Just that whole match overall, the entire experience, um, the experience that, that the that I had the experience that the fans had um, and you know, how it impacted the show, the feedback that I got after, like just really happy with that. Um, And yeah, incredible experience. I think um, working with Masha, Adam and Rana, that was another match I'm I'm really proud of, Uh, you know, really worked my ass off in that match. And um, you know, there was like 500 people there, nothing quite like it. You know, uh, so that was that was incredible as well. And then um, my match with Alec at Limitless, that was something else I'm very I'm very proud of. Because um, I mean, it's a special match to me, um, considering the history of us and you know what everything that has happened, you know, yeah, over the past year. Um, but also just the I think it just really the fan reaction to that match really meant a lot to me. Um and having the support of the crowd um during the match and on the internet and everything. I was just really proud to, like I said, first of all, just to even be there, to be having, you know, to be challenging for the limitless title is like crazy to me. Like <laughs> you did that, uh, Becca. Yeah, like two years ago, I was at the first PLC since the pandemic in a non-tournament match. Uh, It was my debut for Limitless. 
no, no, it was a no crowd uh, filming. Tapings, yeah. Yeah, taping. That, that was like two years ago. And since then, I have been in the Vacation Land Cup. Um, and I have challenged for the World Championship. But I, like I said, it's a real testament to... I don't, I don't know how to explain it. There's just, like, there's certain people that just blossom so quickly and, like, quickly adapt and find themselves in positions, in rightfully earned positions. Like, you have, you've busted your butt, you've presented yourself in a way that's obviously gotten over with the crowd, and I feel like, they're, like, uh, you're, like, a true diamond in the rough. I don't know how else to explain it. There's only, like, certain people that just, like, have it, and you are one that is quickly rising in just three years coming up on three years through a pandemic through everything and i also wanted to talk about obviously part of that presentation is your ring gear which is obviously often very bright bold and often very versatile in there so i'm very curious what are your general sources of inspiration behind your ring gear pieces you could have so many i imagine first i just want to say thank you for everything you just said that was really very nice um and i appreciate it Okay, not to answer your question. This is a great question. Um, I honestly, um, I spend a lot of time just on the internet, on Reddit, Twitter, etc. And when I see something that I like, I just save a picture to my phone. And I kind of like come back to it when I'm looking at like, you know, having new gear made. And sometimes it's not even outfits. Sometimes it'll just be like, uh, this is going to make me sound crazy, but it's like a picture of like Britney Spears hairstyle from like 2002 or whatever. And it's just something about it. And I'm just like, this is it. Like, this is the moment I want to capture this. And maybe I like never use it or whatever, but it's just there. Um, so that's one thing that I do. Uh, I just like browse and uh, anything like glittery, shiny, just like anything that kind of has attitude. I just also kind towards. of kind of avant garde. Like, <laughs> I, I honestly like I don't know how to explain it. There's this white piece that I think you wore at CCW. I think you wore it there. That's like long sleeves, but it has like these things like hanging from it it's kind of like unconventional avant-garde bold too if that makes sense which i don't know how to explain it but it's like it's just like it 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 encapsulates like your essence i feel like does that make sense i don't know thank you yeah sometimes i just try things too uh i'm just like this could be interesting uh let's see how it goes um so yeah i feel like gear is oftentimes slept on yeah Um, and i think like i don't know there's definitely a time and place for having some really traditional gear um which i i you know have lots of gear so i have stuff for every occasion but you know if i'm on if i'm uh, working an independent show and i have the chance to present myself however i want to like why not just do something weird and different um just see how it goes and see how it feels but yeah that white piece i i really like it it's just white gear gets dirty so quickly it's hard to maintain and imagine <laughs> but it was, it was it was a moment well i'll probably wear it again so <laughs> now do you have any uh vision or hints towards maybe your next piece of ring gear oh um 
I have something very glittery, very pink in the works right now. Okay. So, yeah, that's all I'll say. We look forward to that. There is literally... (laughs) It is literally limitless for you with especially the kind of international pop star. Like, you can go as over the top or as toned down as you want. So I feel like you haven't really, like, I mean, you haven't limited yourself. You just have so many, there's so many things you can do with it. So I'm really excited for that. But to close things out, obviously, outside of wrestling, you said that you're hoping to release an album soon. You've been working on some music videos and stuff as the international pop star. So I'm curious, what does your creative or songwriting process look like when you're making new music? Like, where do you draw inspiration from for that? Um, Good question. I, you know, it's weird. I don't feel like I necessarily draw inspiration from music I listen to I don't that's hard I I mean I there's musicians I definitely really admire and I look up to them but I have no idea about their songwriting process or anything so I just kind of go off my own whatever um you know a lot of times it's just me in the car driving to a show for hours and I just think of lyrics and stuff and then I have um somebody I work with who does um the you know production and mixing and I have another sound engineer that I work with for the recording um so we have like a little team there and uh really happy to work with them really really talented um people so yeah it's it's kind of a I would say with my if I didn't wrestle I feel like the process would probably look very different, but because of wrestling, um, I usually don't get a lot of focus time for music. So when I do have like a weekend or two days or whatever a day where I don't have anything and I have the ability to to, to um, work on stuff, I try to like just really focus on. Yeah, and yeah, I just kind of like I get like crazy and I just sit on my computer and mess around and stuff or whatever, or you know, call up my um my producer or whatever and, and just talk uh so yeah it's kind of a wild process um and yeah you know it makes the days the days when I don't wrestle mm-hmm. really valuable because it's like I have this whole other thing I know that um I need to have time to work on but it's really hard <laughs> with the wrestling and and all but um I make it work so you do and obviously we look forward to whenever this album comes up do you kind of have like a a vibe in mind or like a certain emotion that you hope to portray through this album or is it kind of a range of things for you obviously i assume Um, it'll be in the pop genre but yeah i think that it is um kind of a view of me as a uh as a pop star but the different sides of that um i think sometimes like how I present myself in the ring it could come off very one-sided but when you look at you know who I am overall there's many different sides of that and it all builds up to one large picture of who I actually am um as you know B3CCA pop star um and I think this album is kind of like painting that picture like a a first look at, at who I am so yeah well we look forward to that if kind of 
very quickly, if you had to describe Becca in five, B, sorry, B3CCA <laughs> in five words or less, how would you describe it just so the people have a, a better idea of this Becca that you're trying to portray? Ooh, five words. Okay. I would say, um, sparkly yeah no doubt (laughs) aggressive intelligent intentional and a strategic queen (laughs) right (laughs) um and what's the last one bold yeah, I, yeah, sure. I was going to say, like, colorful, but, like, I mean, bold. yeah. yeah. B- colorful kind of falls under the bold spectrum. Bright, yeah. too. One of those. <laughs> I, that kind of just goes along with your ring gear, too. You've always been pretty bright and bold and colorful, too. So I feel like that just all goes together. But, Becca, before we let you go, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias? Yes. um, It's B3CCA4 ever on instagram twitter um i have a merch site it's linked in my bios there um i also have spotify apple music youtube music it's b3cca forever there as well um so definitely check out my music and follow me on spotify follow me on twitter follow me everywhere and yeah rest in peace scrunchy fan 97 just saying. I know. It did. It served its purpose. <laughs> it did. It did. But Becca, thank you so much for joining me here today. Of course, it's been always a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me on. This was really great.